0: the more positively people who had been enrolled in a weight reduction program fantasized about the success in the program, the fewer pounds they shed. And even in the area of mental health, the more positively people fantasize about the future, the less depressed they were at the moment, but over time, they got more depressed. So what is it then with these pleasurable fantasies and daydreams about the future, these thoughts about the future that make them a problem for physical and mental health and for effort and success.
1: That's Dr. Gabrielle Uttingen and this is The Depression Detox Show. Welcome back to the Depression Detox Show, where we share ideas and stories to help you live a happier life. I am your host, Malik Josephs. Happy Friday. Thank you so much for vibing with me today as we talk about a topic of goal setting with returning speaker, author, psychologist, and NYU professor, Dr. Gabrielle Uttingen. And today she explains the scientifically proven technique that will help us in achieving our goals for the 2024. Here's Dr. Gabrielle Uttingen. Enjoy.
0: First of all, because I hope that I can give you some new ideas, but second of all, I hope that your ideas about what I'm talking about will come back and we will enter an exchange. So before I even start my presentation, I want to ask you a tactless question. I want to ask you, how do you act on your fantasies? How do you make your fantasies come true? How do you implement your fantasies of excelling in a competition, of improving your training? On excelling on an exam. And more trivial things. On not drinking too much in the evening, getting up really early, training, and then have a lean breakfast. On finishing your emails. And at the same time, having a good time with your family and friends. On tackling long, procrastinated projects. On being a little nicer to a person you don't particularly care about. So, how do you make your fantasies come true? You might have asked yourself these questions, and you might have had a ready answer. Think positive, wish it, will it, and then you will do it. Now, our research over the past 25 years has shown that these positive thoughts and images about the future actually can hurt effort and can hurt success when it comes to implementing these fantasies. For example, the more positively people who had been enrolled in a weight reduction program fantasized about the success in the program, the fewer pounds they shed. Three months later, one year later, and even two years later. The more positively university graduates fantasized about an easy transition into work life. The fewer dollars they earned two years later, the fewer job offers they had gotten and the fewer job applications they had sent out. The more positively students fantasized about a good grade in the exam, the less well they did. And the more positively they fantasized about getting together with their crushy, the less likely they were actually starting a romantic relationship. And in the health area, the more positively hip replacement surgery patients fantasized about an easy recovery, the less well could they move their joint. The fewer stairs could they walk up. And the less well was their general recovery, as judged by the physical therapist. And even in the area of mental health, the more positively people fantasize about the future, the less depressed they were at the moment. But over time, they got more depressed. So what is it then with these pleasurable fantasies and daydreams about the future, these thoughts about the future, that make them a problem for physical and mental health and for effort and success. Now, we did some experimental follow-up research where we induced positive thoughts and images about the future in one group of people, and then in the other groups, we induced negative thoughts or questioning thoughts or factual thoughts or no thoughts, depending on the study, the different control groups. And what we found is that in those who were induced these positive thoughts about the future, that these felt accomplished. They felt they had already achieved their desired future. And then they relaxed. So the energy went down. And you can measure that by either measuring the systolic blood pressure or feelings of energization. They went down. And these lowered energy levels then predicted the low effort and the low success in daily life. So shall we then dismiss these positive visions about the future? No, we can't. Because these positive fantasies and daydreams about the future, they come from our needs. So when you deprive people of water, for example, they fantasize about drinking water, about getting to the water fountain. Or when you deprive people of meaning, they fantasize about a meaningful job, about a meaningful life. So these positive visions about the future, they are important because they are important to fulfill our needs. They give action the direction. But at the same time, if we indulge in these positive thoughts about the future, then we lack the energy needed to implement these positive fantasies. So what we then actually need is to complement these positive fantasies about the future with a good, solid sense of reality. And that's what we did when we discovered the strategy of mental contrasting. Mental contrasting the desired future with the inner obstacles that stand in the way of this desired future. And this is what I want to talk about today. I want to talk about mental contrasting of the future with the reality. I want to describe the principle. I want to describe some mechanisms. Some intervention work we have done, and then finally how we recently tried to disseminate it among the the general public. So what is the principle? As I said, we start with imagining the desired future, experiencing in your mind the desired future, but then changing the gear and saying, what stops me from actually implementing this desired future? What is my inner obstacle to implementing this desired future? And then imagining that inner obstacle. And by doing that, what happens is that you understand what is actually in my way. And if the obstacle is surmountable, then you will say, Oh, now I know what I will do. And you will be fully determined. You will love it. You will go for it. Whereas if the obstacle is either formidable so that you can't get over it, or it is just not fitting in your life at the moment, it's too costly, then you will say, okay, I need to adapt the wish, or I need to postpone wish fulfillment to a better point in time, or I let go. But I let go with good conscience. And letting go then sets the energy free for more feasible alternative projects. So mental contrasting is a strategy to prioritize, to understand which goals, which wishes really belong to me and which are feasible. But on the other hand, to also understand maybe that wish is not so important after all. And maybe I just simply cannot reach it. So mental contrasting is a strategy to clean up your life, to set priorities. So how does this look like? So you ask yourself, what is my most important wish? The wish that I really care for. So this person might say, I want to be fully focused. And then you ask yourself, what is the best outcome I associate with fulfilling my wish. How would I feel? So you might say, oh, I could place in my race next week. And you imagine then this placing in the race. And then you say, what is the most critical obstacle in me that holds me back, that stands in the way of fulfilling my wish and experiencing that outcome? So it might be, I'm worrying that I'm not good enough. And then you imagine that worry. That's all. That's mental contrasting.
1: Big thanks to Dr. Gabrielle Uttingen for stopping by. And her take-home lesson is to implement mental contrasting in our lives. And what that is, is a a quick explanation. She has a goal-setting formula, which is called WHOOP. And it's an acronym that stands for, the W stands for WISH, the O stands for OUTCOME, the other O stands for OBSTACLE, and the P stands for PLAN. And she wrapped up her talk with a brief explanation at the end, so I'm not sure if you caught it, but if you missed it, or you like to have a more digestible version of it, then you can go to the show description and there will be a link to her website as well as a short YouTube video with an illustration of the WHOOP technique. So you can go and check that out. All right. If you'd like to connect with her, you can go to her website, WHOOPMyLife.org. Her latest book, which is a really, really good book that I read last year, um, it is entitled Rethinking Positive Thinking Inside the New Science of Motivation, and the last time we had her on the show was episode number 410. So you can go and check that out. And if you'd like to listen to or watch the entire talk, you can go to YouTube and type in AASP 2017 Keynote from Fantasy to Action. And as I said, I have all the links to everything that I just mentioned. They will all be in the show description, as well as a brief illustration of the whoop technique that she kind of explained towards the end of her talk. All right. When you get a chance, please follow the show and share it, share it, share it, share it as many times as you possibly can. And if you also can leave a rating and review on your favorite podcast player, but preferably Apple Podcasts or Spotify podcast, if you can. All right. That is a wrap for me. I appreciate you. I hope you have a great rest of your day. I hope you have a terrific weekend and I will see you back here Monday. So until then. Stay strong. Later.